I'm Dave Tussing, and you're listening to George Fox Talks Leadership. So today we're going to be talking about um, helping people discover their strengths. And really, for me, that's exciting because a lot of people don't think about leadership in a way that is strengths-based. They just think, I'm going to go get stuff done. Um, But really, we all have unique gifts and talents. And if we understand those and start to use them, um, we can make a difference in the world. And everybody can be a leader. So for me, over the years, it's distilled this myth of like, the leader on a pedestal that just is a superhero. Um, what I know you've done a lot of is help people understand this in their own way and what what their strengths are over time. And so I'm just excited to have you, Joe Tuvenal, with us today um, to talk about this stuff. Joe and I have known each other for a long time. I will not bore you with that because it actually is a long time. <laughs> um, but really, really great. Um, some of you might know Joe. He's been at George Fox for a while in the past. Um, Great history, working with youth, working with young adults at George Fox, doing career coaching, helping people understand their and discover their gifts and strengths. But now he's at Providence Health uh, in the Portland metro area doing similar but even more interesting leadership work as well. But you weave this into everything you do because you're passionate about it. And I just really appreciate about that uh, about you. So maybe you could tell us a little more about you and what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, Dave. And I, I agree with your sentiment completely that everyone has the potential to be a leader. I think that's really important. And hopefully we'll get to a point in the conversation where we can think about what it means to understand our strengths as we think about ourselves as leaders. Because some people, you're right, are really confident in their leadership ability and they just go for it. And we tend to kind of idolize those leaders and think we need to be like them. Mm -hmm. But I think there's also people that are hesitant about stepping into leadership because they maybe don't fit the mold that society or whoever tells them they need to be. And I think StrengthsFinder builds a sense of confidence about different types of leadership styles. Mm-hmm. So I think hopefully we can weave that yeah. together yeah. Um, in, our, in our time together. But yeah, thanks for the introduction. Um, I've spent pretty much my 20 some year career working with youth and young adults, helping them kind of understand where they're at in their journey and where they they might want to go kind of in their journey forward. And I use that term journey because in in different jobs, it's kind of meant different things. I've worked in ministry where journey was spiritual. I've worked at George Fox as a career coach where journey was a little more vocational. Um, And now working at Providence, journey is maybe a little more strategic, right? Thinking about um, guiding teams or leaders uh, to a kind of future state where mm-hmm. they want to where they want to be where they want to get their team to be um, for the benefit of the organization mm-hmm. and the work we're trying to do on behalf of patients yeah. um, and just healthcare in general. So yeah, that's that's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. You know, in a sense of of the, my calling, my vocation. Yeah. I'm also a husband and a dad like you. Yep. Um, and something I love about StrengthsFinder is. It, it can find its way into our personal lives as well. Big time. And it can impact our work and our everyday life. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Good, good example of that. Um, I've done the Strengths Finder before. Uh, a place I worked, we were doing it again as a refresh. They had some extra books and I brought one home and shared it with my wife and she was able to take it. And it started a conversation and 
creates a common kind of language to understand these different gifts that we have really and how we can hone them. And as a parent, you know, think about my kids, what are their strengths? Oh, looking for those really unique gifts they have and helping them understand them too. So you're right. You can apply it in every relationship practically if you want to. Definitely. And I, and just how you talked about it is exactly how I try to speak to it with, with individuals, with teams is Mm -hmm. that the kind of the initial gift of strengths finder, especially when you're um, doing it with with someone else or with a group of people is that common language. Yeah. It, it sort of levels the playing field and says, here are um, some terms that we can use as we think about what we do well. Mm-hmm. So just a level set for a minute. So Strengths yep. Finder is- Yeah, what is it? Yeah, what is Strengths Finder? <laughs> um, it is a, this is not gonna sound fun, an <laughs> online assessment tool. <laughs> it's a self-discovery tool yeah. that's been around for, for 20 some years though, was developed by a psychologist named Don Clifton, I mean, really for his whole career as a psychologist through the 20th century. And StrengthsFinder is basically the culmination of his research and the application of his work. And um, he also was a part of the Gallup organization. Mm-hmm. So Gallup is this you know, international polling and data organization. And Strengths is kind of under that umbrella of, of the Gallup organization. Again, this is more than you wanted to know. Basically, anyone can take StrengthsFinder. Yeah, well, I think it's important actually because there's a lot of these sort of different assessment tools. And so, you know, is it the one I saw on Facebook that is that like reliable or is how's this different and is it reliable? I think that's a question some people have. I believe it's quite reliable. That is such <laughs> a good point to make because there are skeptics out there, right? Just around any sort of inventory or assessment. I like um, this color, so therefore I am this. Right, right. <laughs> or or I do this, therefore I'm this color. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think um, I put a lot of trust in StrengthsFinder because of the Gallup organization yeah. and the research they do, the data they track. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, I've taken StrengthsFinder several times mm-hmm. um, and I, I was hoping my results would change. I didn't really love my initial <laughs> results. And so when I took it again at a, at a new job um, and got the same results, that's when I thought I need to really ponder these and yeah. think about um, how they are a part of who I am. Mm. So, and and just let's talk about what is strengths me- what StrengthsFinder yeah. measures, okay? Yeah, so yeah. it measures human talent. So every person, has talent and, and ability, mm-hmm. right? Things that they're just naturally good at. Mm-hmm. And, and StrengthsFinder assesses kind of those individual talents that you or I or someone else might have and categorizes them into 34 strength themes. So um, there's 34 strengths or themes as we call them. And when you take the assessment, it says, here are your top five, mm-hmm. right? So for instance, my top five strength themes are arranger, strategic, input, belief, and connectedness. All right. Excellent. What are your top five, Dave? I had to, I had to look. And also surprisingly, or maybe not, apparently, it didn't change a whole lot the couple of times I've taken it. At first, when I got these, I had no clue what they meant, which is why the descriptions are helpful. And then reflecting on them, how they show up um, as I go about life was really important. Uh, the ones that I have are maximizer, achiever, learner, futuristic and individualization. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful, but it's also a good one. <laughs> that one was like, what is individualization? Yep, yep. <laughs> well, the thing with these with these strength themes is that some of them, the word 
naturally means something to us. Achiever, oh, mm-hmm. Dave must like to achieve. Mm-hmm. Connectedness, uh, Joe, I must like to connect, mm-hmm. right? But then you have others like individualization, <laughs> right? Or this one that I have input right. <laughs> that, that just sound a little wonky. Yeah. And so then like you're saying, you have to kind of dig into them. It takes a little bit of exploration mm-hmm. to do that. But when you do and you start to connect the dots for what, um, you know, what the description might say with how you behave. And here's the thing about strengths. They flow kind of from our subconscious. So mm-hmm. so they are, they are the ways that we wake up in the morning and we can't help but behave, mm-hmm. right? We can't help but 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 do or act these ways. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's kind of the beauty of strengths. And mm-hmm. so to be able to put names to them mm-hmm. and begin to see how they uh, connect with how we're interacting with people or yep. with work or whatever it is, yep. that's where we, I think those aha moments yep. come into play. I wanna say something though before we get much further. Yep. For those skeptics out there, yeah. something I try to caveat with StrengthsFinder whenever I'm with a group or an individual kind of doing some coaching or facilitation is that StrengthsFinder is not meant to confine you right. or define you, right? right? It is, it's, it's aimed to help inform aspects of who you are, mm-hmm. but it doesn't define all of who right. we are. And yep. I think that's really key. Like yeah. we, are, we are whole people, holistic people with yep. personalities, with experiences, with all kinds, you know, with with family histories, all these things that make us who we are. Mm-hmm. Strengths is just a piece of that. So mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there that that, that it's not. Um, I'm not trying to put people in a box. Absolutely, we're right. trying to get people right. to see themselves in some, maybe some new or renewed ways. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a good good extra layer to understand this stuff. And as I've dipped into it more myself too, it's really how do I apply this or understand that it is just a component of who I am, but it's maybe can be a superpower, you know, but it doesn't mean that's all I can do. Like you're saying, because there are other things that if I apply a little extra focus or effort, I can be pretty good at too, but it doesn't come quite as easy. So that is the thing. So I, I try to tell people there's, I mentioned there's 34 strengths in all. Yeah. Well, every person has access to all 34 right. strengths. You know, my I know all 34 of mine. So my 34th, my lowest strength is consistency. I'm huh. a very inconsistent person. Huh. I never do the same thing the same way twice. Anyway. Or you're just creative. Or Yeah, or I'm creative, <laughs> but there's a flip side, right? But it doesn't mean that I can't ever be consistent. Right. I just have to think harder yeah. and try harder. And it's going to take more energy from me when I need to be consistent. That's right. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's important exactly right. for us to kind of keep yeah. that in, in sight. Yep. Yeah, that's been my personal experience when I'm trying to use one of the other strengths in in the 34. I can do it, but it definitely takes a takes an energy toll sometimes yeah. or I really got to be focused to do it well. Yeah. And so that's a I think a good extra dimension that anybody has access to these and and it's good to understand the breadth of them. Um some of them probably even have good interplay because I think that they group them into different sections and some people might be a stronger one kind of quadrant if there's quadrants. Good. Nice. Wow, you're you're informed, Dave. They're called domains. That's what Gallup go. calls go. them as domains. There's four domains. So the 34 strengths are kind of uh, quadranted, if that's a verb, into these domains. <laughs> um, you've got an executing domain, so strengths that kind of lead by getting things done. You've got influencing, which maximizer that you have as number one, I think, is a influencing strength. So those strengths like to kind of um, take charge and let people know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got relationship building domain. Mm-hmm. So strengths in there are kind of all about the heart, the, 
the people, that, mm-hmm. that sort of side of things. And then the fourth domain is strategic thinking. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. several of the strengths kind of uh, sit there mm-hmm. and you know, a little more conceptual in their yeah. approach. Yeah. Learner is one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, good call out with those domains. I'm curious. So just as we begin to think about how these strengths have the potential to impact us as leaders, yep. how do you lead in your, in your work and in yep. your life, Dave, yep. and, and what strengths show up, um, for you each day? Yep. Um, ones that show up really regularly are sometimes I actually have to kind of like keep them in check cause they can be overbearing to other people. The maximizer and achiever ones, I'm always just like, let's do more. And really the motivation, because some of these, uh, it's good to understand the motivation. I like to help people and just make things better. Um, So I want to do as much of that as I can, but then I can overdo it and burn people out or come up with way too much stuff that we're trying to achieve. So what I've done, you know, in my personal life and with coworkers and, and other places is asking them how it's kind of showing up with them so is it too much or or is it okay um because i can like turn these things on it's a super strong faucet you know it's like the fire hose these things are just pouring out i'm trying to maximize like crazy um and so i've had to really understand how to tune them so they can be really helpful instead of sometimes a strength can be too too strong and damaging actually i love that imagery of adjusting the dial a little bit kind of given the context you're in or the setting or the people you're around And I think, I think you're right on that sometimes we need other people to kind of reflect back to us what they're seeing mm-hmm. through our strengths mm-hmm. um, because strengths have blind spots. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can be at your best as a maximizer and there can still be challenges mm-hmm. that you're creating for others, mm-hmm. even though you're executing at your strength, you know, hundred percent. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Another one that I, that came to my mind is uh, the futuristic piece. Sometimes I'll be so focused on what we're going to do a year or five years from now you know, oh, we should be doing something now. It's a silly little cartoon meme some of you have seen of the little guy drinking his coffee there and the house is on fire around him. It's like, I'm so focused on thinking about five years from now, I don't notice what's happening now. I got to keep that one in check sometimes yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> right. And something that we talk about as I coach, again, individuals and teams around strengths is you want to surround yourself with with a team or with a partner um, who has complementary strengths to yours. Mm-hmm. So different strengths. It's tempting to want to be around people who share the same strengths, right? Because we can get along really well. But we need that diversity mm-hmm. to kind of round out mm-hmm. our, our perspectives and our points of view. Right. Um, so that's that's where we begin to see really strong, high-functioning teams yep. are teams that represent an array of strengths rather than kind of being yep. clustered around a certain domain yep. or a certain strength. Yep. And yeah. that's definitely something I love to do with teams when we get new teams together is understand, you know, we've used some of these tools with teams before to everybody kind of be able to use a ha- common language and talk about their strengths and then think, okay, yeah, this is a good pairing or, Hey, we need to bring somebody else in with this particular complementary skill set because really when you have them all together, you can get a lot more done than if you just have a few of the same in right. a lot of ways. Right. So that's a like from a from a leadership and team building perspective, thinking about that holistic group uh, and including those diverse uh, strengths is really important. So that's so, what I've done a lot. So let me ask you a question: yeah. When did you begin to see yourself as a leader? That's the question. Okay, um, not until probably the last five or six years, really. Before that, I was avoiding it actually because I had. Uh, a concept in my mind of leaders not be, being more self-serving 
I don't know where it came from. Uh, you know, you could psychologize that all you'd like, but that was in my mind. And I was like, I don't want to be that type of leader. But then I encountered lots of leaders officially and unofficially people that just live their lives that I could tell were making a difference in the world and, and leading people, you know, having a direction in their life. Oh, that's not what I realized uh, leadership to be. I had this one weird definition in my mind. And so as I started to encounter people like yourself and other people that are leading in different ways, I was like, oh, leadership could be really cool. What is what is leadership? Um, and so I've gone on a journey of understanding these sort of things, practicing it myself with teams over time. Um, but a lot of it has just come from my own desire to use some of these strengths that I had um, in a way to make a difference in the world. So that's kind of like the purpose and my calling. I believe God actually has called me to be a leader and I didn't want to do that for a long time. And now I'm saying, actually, yeah, God, I will step up and, and try to do that. Um, and it's been an interesting journey. I did not expect most of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm curious, you know, it's interesting because like you said, there's sort of this mold of leadership that gets sort of um, modeled out there. Mm -hmm. And it's it's sort of that, it's that I'm number one, mm -hmm. fall in line, mm -hmm. let me tell you what to do and mm -hmm. things are going to work out well. Mm -hmm. And I think that that model is flipping. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, Gallup, mm -hmm. you know, has done research around leaders. And, and I love some research they did. It's from their book, Strengths-Based Leadership, where they, you know, a lot of leadership books, and there's a ton out there, survey leaders mm -hmm. about leadership. Yep. And Gallup was like, what if we survey followers yeah. about leadership? I think so, I saw I've Yeah, seen so yeah. good. And their findings were that the, the, the traits or characteristics that followers want in a leader have more to do with empathy, compassion, mm -hmm. trust, and connectedness mm -hmm. than they do with like, you know, authoritativeness mm -hmm. and vision and, mm -hmm. and those kinds of things. And I, I think that's the model that's emerging, mm -hmm. yep. um, kind of the new school yep. of leadership. Yep. And, and like very much like you, the one that I am trying to emulate, you right. know, when I transitioned to Providence, I was, I, it was kind of shocking. You know, I have worked in small private, you know, kind of Christian organizations and, and Providence is this large matrixed faith-based, you know, organization. And, um, and I, I really felt lost for a while because I didn't know who to look up to, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it took me about a year to begin to kind of identify some leaders hmm. that, that I thought I, I wanted to be like, mm -hmm. right. And I think that that's, you know, whether you're 20 or 40, right. like yeah. we are, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think that that's really a part of the journey right? Absolutely. of, of just growing ourselves as leaders, mm -hmm. which is an ongoing journey is, mm -hmm. is, is trying to have some role models yep. and maybe dare I say mentors, yep. Yep. right. Who, who kind of, uh, motivate and encourage us. I would say in that mold, in that new mold right. or, or maybe a different mold than yep. what we think leaders are supposed to be. Absolutely. Right. And, a few folks that have helped me on that journey to to find kind of my own leadership style are people that we'll be talking to on this podcast, like yourself and others. So that's um, really a reflection on where I've found some of those role models or mentors over the year. And what I kind of wanted to do with this is just help people see my journey and and experience some of the great folks I've had the opportunity to, you know, just be friends with and learn from along the way. And encourage others to start doing that same sort of thing. And it just really starts through relationships and experiences and being willing to talk about these sort of things. And I think, again, starting with strengths and kind of discovering your calling and what, why we're here, 
those are all parts of it. And if you can really wrestle with those, you can start to see like, oh, I can lead myself and feel good and make a difference, make an impact in the world. And that has been where I've really been getting a lot of joy the last, you know, four or five years, especially. That's really, yeah. it's exciting to hear that, right? And to think that, you know, you've got this opportunity now to be able to deepen those conversations and those relationships and even use that as a way to kind of empower, inspire other people who are kind of maybe starting out on their leadership journey mm -hmm. or, or looking for maybe some growth mm -hmm. uh, or improvement mm -hmm. in kind of their own mm -hmm. um, realm of leadership. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I just am so thankful for, for you and people like you that have been on this longer than I have and have done more kind of research and, and self-discipline to, to dive into it more. So I'm catching up, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> catching up. Um, maybe we could talk about that aspect a little bit of how strengths uh, can fit into this dimension of kind of calling and, and maybe how we dis discern what our purpose is. And that can, you know, change over, over times of life. But I think that's a big part of what's helped me become a more effective leader and wanting to be a leader is just, you know, I do believe I'm here for a reason and to make a difference. And so to, to take that as serious as I think I should, I need to lean in on these things instead of like be shy and avoid them because it's just a little uncomfortable. Well, yeah. And I think as I've, as I've kind of thought about written about and, and taught about calling, cause I've mm -hmm. had some great opportunities when I was at George Fox to, yeah, to work with I'm students sure. around this. Yeah. And I, I love those conversations. I think, I think the model that I try to talk about is kind of around this question or, or this idea that, that what if calling isn't so much about what we do, right? but more about who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think strengths straddles both of those really well because mm -hmm. it's kind of on a transactional, transactional level. You know, we can learn our strengths and we can, you know, kind of build a strategy to how to apply them to our work mm -hmm. and our leadership and whatever, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, have more confidence and we're good to go. Mm -hmm. But I like to think about strengths again, more as like this awareness tool, mm. not so much, what am I going to do with them? Mm -hmm. But like, what do they mean for who I am? Right. And how do I, how do I use them to pursue growth in who I am and growth towards, um, you know, what God is calling me, who God is calling me to be. Mm. Cause I think once, I think if we can get more settled in our own identity mm -hmm. and our strengths and our values, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera, mm -hmm. I think then we can make some have some better discernment around what we do with that. Right. So again, we want to start right. with what we do, but yeah. I think we need to start with who we are that's right. and let that propel us into yep. what we do. So that's kind of how I've been thinking about yep. calling the last few years. Yep. Excellent. How did, how did you get on the journey of digging into this stuff? I mean, was there an event or you, have you always kind of been this way or kind of why, why have you gone into it so much in this way? Which part, calling or, or uh, strengths? Um, or? Strengths in particular, yeah. but when did you kind of start honing in on calling too? I'm curious about both of those. I think it's hard not to when you're working with youth and young mm. adults. Mm -hmm. um, I think, and I think this is true probably for most people, is is we we kind of evaluate our impact in this world um, based on what we're bringing to it. Right. Right. And And... Um, you know, youth and young adults, they're, they're discerning that every day. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not locked in like we are, <laughs> you know, when you, you get that job or you have, you get married or you have a kid, it, it just, it starts to lock you in a bit more. Mm -hmm. I'm just being honest mm -hmm. here. Right. Yeah. Or I would say, let's be more positive. Your calling shifts a bit. Right. 
where it's not just about the work I do, right. but it's about these people right. that I'm in, in community with, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. That I love. Yep. Um, anyway, I'm getting beyond myself. So um, <laughs> bring it back, Joe. <laughs> so I think I think that that is what um, has shaped kind of my idea of what calling is mm-hmm. and, and allowed me to have just so many good conversations mm-hmm. with people who are trying to understand what God is is calling them to, mm-hmm. um, what what he's calling them to do, who he's calling them to be. Mm-hmm. They're not easy conversations. Right. They're often not conversations that have answers. Yeah, absolutely. They're conversations where we're just asking a lot of questions and and wondering about things. Right. Right. Yep. And I I try to point people to being prayerful. Yep. Because I think that's so important yep. when we're thinking about calling, because calling kind of denotes a caller, right. which we would believe is God. Right. Right. So let's be in communion with that God that wants to be in communion with us yep. um, and let him speak to us. I've been really inspired by just stories in scripture, like mm. especially as a parent too, mm, but yes. like just the way that different men and women in the Bible were called and their react, their response to that. <laughs> like just this week, looking at the story of Jonah with my daughter. Yep. Right. And I love Jonah because he's so real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mr. Mistakes. <laughs> But what I love about Jonas, he was he admitted his mistakes, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't always happy to admit admit them, but he would admit them and and kind of seek God yeah. on the other side of that. Um, so I, I guess I'd say no matter where someone has been, the mistakes they've made, the accomplishments they've had, um, really the equalizer is um, pursuing the caller, mm-hmm. and I think that then begins to make the calling more clear. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking a lot. I apologize. No, it's good. I think a couple things I might add too from my own journey. It can happen at points in your life where there's an, a big event that might trigger some yes. things, and those can happen at any point in yes. life. So you said, you know, some people kind of get down a lane and then kind of get locked in. That may or may not be true, and it may be seasons of life change too. So you're right. I'm in a similar season of life with a young family, so it feels a little more just. You got to keep it, you know, on track because it can quickly get out of control. But I also recognize, oh, look at that. Down the road, it's going to be a whole whole different situation. I mean, my wife and I have been talking about that. In 10 years, we'll be just the two of us again. You know, what would that be like? And it's uh, all these are opportunities to think, what am I, what is my calling now? And it can change over time. Absolutely. Um, but that's back to your point, uh, to, to reflect and prayerfully um, discern what that might be. And that's been the case for me over the years is that it's just, it has changed, but there have been some common threads um, and really just about serving others is like the most common thread. And then, you know, trying to understand myself better so I can just do that as much as possible and as well as possible. Well, and I think you spark something in me, you know, as, as I talk, as I've talked with young adults or youth about calling, they, and rightly so, are kind of hungry for God to speak to them about it. Mm right? Like they're waiting for that event or that voice mm-hmm. um, to, to just to, to resonate. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just not the experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to watch people get discouraged mm-hmm. when there isn't the event or there isn't the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that God speaks to us in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. um, and sometimes through other people. Mm-hmm. And so to be, to have kind of big ears or wide ears right. um, listening for different ways God might be pointing us to a calling. Right. And 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 I say a calling because 
I do think most people have multiple callings. It's probably not true for everyone, but I think that it, it, it probably, it does evolve and change, mm -hmm. or sometimes our callings can compete sure. a little bit against each sure. other. And we have to discern through that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think another thing you mentioned that uh, resonates is just, I have gone to the Bible at different times to look at different stories because sometimes you're, you're right. What is my calling? What am I doing here? You know, Moses wandering in the desert for a real long time. I, I we're going somewhere, but this is, I don't know how long is this going to take? Um, the cloud of, of confusion can be there. Um, but if we find good partners to be able to talk about it with and, you know, be open and, and vulnerable to try to explore this stuff all with the hope and expectation that we are here for a reason. So I love that. I love that, Dave. Like there's the in-between moments, yeah. right? Let's take Jonah in the whale. Right. That's an in-between moment. Like <laughs> he's decided, oh, God told me to do this. I'm not going to do it. Uh-oh, I'm in between. Or Moses, I think about he he has the burning bush moment with, with God, like mm -hmm. right there with him. And then he has to wait. Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't he go live with Jethro for a number of years <laughs> as a shepherd or something before he goes and, and saves the Israelites mm -hmm. from Pharaoh? Like mm -hmm. those those in-between moments, we tend to write them off. Mm -hmm. But I think they're a huge part of the of the journey of calling. Huge part. Is is again that discernment and maybe not even the act of discernment, just the waiting. Mm -hmm. And we don't yeah. wait well. No, we yeah. don't, especially these days. <laughs> and let's tie that to leadership for a second, because I think it's easy when we think about the mold of leadership that leaders have to be action, 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 mm -hmm. right? Have a plan, execute the plan. Mm -hmm. But I think there's there's more to it than that. Um, I think I think leaders need to have, like you said, sort of a relational lens mm -hmm. where they think about, you know, who's around me mm -hmm. um, and not how do I use those people, no, right. but how do I build right. build those people? Yep. And, and getting back to strengths then, yep. you know, I think a great leader um, can use strengths to empower and equip the people they're leading mm -hmm. to grow as leaders as well. Yep, absolutely. Right? absolutely. So, yeah. That's that's probably one of the most fun and rewarding parts is to get great groups of people together, you know, help them all grow individually and grow together. And then you can accomplish things that you definitely couldn't have otherwise, especially individually, but even with a low functioning team. And a lot of that comes through that really intentional understanding of people's strengths and how they do work together and putting in the hard work. Sometimes it's hard to collaborate or maybe your strengths are different. You said sometimes they can be a little at odds. Maybe someone that's trying to, you know, maximize is, is going a little too far with that. Uh, maybe they're trying to like, you know, spend way more money on making something perfect and it doesn't quite have to be that way. Um, there's just so many different ways where it's great to have a team with multiple perspectives than just one person saying, this is how it's gonna be. <laughs> right, absolutely. I mean, who are you leading if you don't have a team, right? You're not yeah. a leader. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think you can even have a team assigned to you absolutely. and not be a leader absolutely. if you're not if you're not having that relational view. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, that's, that's the truth. Um, I always just kind of think a bit about it, if nothing else, just leading myself as the place to start and, you know, the, then the relationship is just with God at that point. And, and he's the leader for me then actually. And I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how I can learn from him mm -hmm. um, and what he wants me to do and then go from there. Uh, it, it makes me wonder yeah. if we're wondering for a little bit. So Jesus, you yeah. know, was kind of God among us. Yep. What are, what are some leadership attributes that you see in the life or work of Jesus? I mean, just, just quick, again, that's probably a whole sermon, but I mean, just quickly, what's one that you think, I, I really, 
I love that about how Christ, you know, how yeah. he how he was or right. I always go back to the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and there's a lot of things in there where he's so challenging to people. But if we try to follow those those uh, his guidance and what he wants us to do, um, it can turn things upside down, but make a better world. And it, it just goes against so many preconceived notions. And so it's a lot of, you know, there's quite a bit in the Beatitudes, but that's where I think Jesus laid it out clearly what, how he wants us to live our lives and we can lead in those ways. And so a simple one is being meek, you know, for me and as a leader, you're like, what in the world? How can you be a leader and be meek? Right. Um, but he calls us to be meek. Uh, that doesn't mean be like a total pushover. Uh, that doesn't, you know, mean a lot of different things, but most people think it means those things. And so really trying to understand what he means for me in the Sermon on the Mount and how that applies in a context of relationships with people um, is where, where I've spent a lot of time. Like, what is Jesus telling us to do? How is he teaching us, you know, to, to be leaders and just be people? And I, again, if you want to just strip off the title of leader, we're just people just trying to make a difference in the world That's and right. and be in a community together. And then if you take away kind of that stigmatized language, we're all people. We're all just trying to be in community and trying to, you know, make the world better and get to a better place. So that, you know, most his, people are well <laughs> in our aspirational states. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I would, I would like to believe that people were working towards that, but you're right. It's uh, but that's what he calls us to do. So that's some of what I've um, really appreciated about Jesus and leadership is um, that challenge of what he asks us to be in, in the, in the sermon on the Mount really. Yeah. And Jesus had this amazing ability to be in the moment, yeah, but also like five steps ahead. Oh, well, yes. I mean, there's a benefit from being God, but <laughs> yeah. at the same time, like that's a it's a leadership thing. Like for sure, leaders do have to anticipate and strategize. Yes, but if that if that keeps them from being in the moment with their people, right. with the tasks at hand, right. then then you've got a, a right. challenge or a problem. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, another one when you said that it just kind of pops to my mind too. And it's hard for people to sometimes believe it. It's just he's asking, you know, someone to come walk out on the water with him. Um, and he's inviting them to to do things that they don't necessarily think they could do. And then following him, look, I could start to do this. We have our our doubts in, in ourselves, but he doesn't doubt us if if um, we really believe in him. Absolutely. So that's, that's another thing that is, you know, a uh, type of leadership that I've tried to can go back to strengths. I see this in you. I believe that you can do this, you know, don't, don't defeat yourself. This is, this is a superpower you have right here and try to encourage people to embrace that. I think that's, um, an example of, of pulling that thread all the way through. And that is the whole principle of, of strengths, yeah. you know, beyond the, the 34, the top five, the whole, the whole methodology or principle behind it is the fact that for whatever reason, we as people fixate on what we don't do well. Yeah. We fixate on our weaknesses. Right. And, and leaders can do this too. They can fall in the trap of, of, of overly focusing on their or their team's weaknesses. And Strength Finder is trying to say, don't spend all that time trying to fix what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Know what's right and focus energy there. To, to That will lead you to greater success. Mm. We're not saying ignore what's wrong right. or ignore the weaknesses, but utilize those strengths of, of your of of yourself or your team to manage right. the challenges or the right. issues or the weaknesses yep. that are that are there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Joe, tell me, you know, we've been talking about a lot of 
great thoughts around strengths and calling kind of if you were to give advice to somebody who's just wanting to start um, on this journey and they haven't been on it yet, kind of where would you encourage them to start? Are there tools, people, resources, you know, spark thoughts? Kind of where would you suggest somebody begin? The challenge with with beginning is there's probably too many of those things. Right. Right. Who, who do they talk to? Yeah. What what you know what resource or tool do they use to better understand because there's some great stuff out there. There right. really is. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to laundry list what my favorites are right now. <laughs> I I think the two things that come to my mind, and I hope the first one doesn't sound cliche, but I think one is you have to begin to better understand yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why I like StrengthsFinder. Mm-hmm. It's not the end all or be all. So mm-hmm. there's other tools. The, the Enneagram is a really cool yep. one um, that people might be interested in looking into. Um there's Brene Brown yeah. has a really great values assessment tool. Yeah, that, I've used it many times. Yeah, I use it at work yeah. as well with with teams, and it's very accessible. Yep, it is. And 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 again, just thinking through the lens of your values mm-hmm. yep. can help you understand with a little more clarity. Right. Oh, this is what I might want to be about. So right. I think I think that self discovery, that self awareness, is a key part yeah. of this of beginning the journey. Yep. And I think the other side is involving others, mm-hmm. right? So whether that's a book, like an author that you're reading yep. that kind of inspires yep. or motivates you, yep. or maybe it's it's a person like we've talked about that you um, you know, that you admire and, mm-hmm. and you initiate, you reach out and just see if you can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, what's important to them? Mm-hmm. Um, how did they kind of, why do they do what they do? Yeah. And how did they get on that path? Right. Just kind of, being inquisitive about other people's right. callings and, and journey towards that, yep. I think can help us understand what might work for us to pursue ours. There is not a formula. There shouldn't be. If someone says there right, is, right. I would discount it. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so I I think it, it takes a lot of, again, introspection, but, yeah. but don't just sit and ponder who you are. Right. You've got to try things as well. So those yep. conversations... Yep. And also sometimes I've had students who who are like, I don't want to think, I want to do. Well, then get out there and volunteer. Right. Or 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 put yep. yourself in environments yep. that you think you might enjoy and thrive in and see if you do. Yep. Yep. And then you can see where you start to find a groove and and be able to make a difference that might come naturally if you're volunteering. That is a great way to do it. Oh, I'm really good at the planning and logistics of this. You know, that maybe is a strength of mine. Or I really love being the one that's out at the front, like connecting with people as we go into this new area all those are ways to just start practicing and seeing oh i'm good at this i enjoy this and then you could start to understand maybe some more of the um analysis analytical component of like what are my strengths what am i good at what is my calling um for me i've also used books first when i was more timid about this you know more self-conscious because it's one way you're just reading and reflecting it's really different, but it's been much more useful when I start conversing with people about right, it. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's again, it's that duality of of being right. and doing. Right. So again, the being, that self-awareness, self-discovery work, super important, right? Yep. But also the doing, the conversations, yep. the practicing, um, whatever it might be, right. that's they both have to be happening. Yep. And that's where like finding a like you said, a mentor or just somebody that you're comfortable with, and maybe not, you know, sometimes it could be helpful to find somebody that you look up to, but maybe you don't have a lot of rapport for. Maybe they have the time to invest in you, but they could 
sometimes see things that other people might not, if at least they kind of know who you are, but get a sounding board, I think has been useful. I didn't, I was so, um, self-conscious maybe is the way I'd put it for so long. I didn't want to show anybody that I wasn't good at everything originally, you know, and then started to say, that's silly. Um, that's not realistic. That's nobody's like that. And so then, Hey, this is what I think I'm good at. Do you think I'm good at it? This is what I'm pretty sure I'm not good at. You know, have you seen me show up that way? And it's okay to not be good at everything, actually. That's, like I said, that's human. That's just our humanness. <laughs> we have to accept. <laughs> exactly. I mean, again, a, a, a basic strengths principle is I have to recognize that I'm good at some things and and not good at some things. Right. And Dave, you're good at other things yeah. and not good at other right. things. Like we have to, we have to kind of set that as a ground rule. Right. That right. we can't be the best at everything. That's right. It's just not possible. Right, right. And and so I think those are some just kind of good things to think about. Find find some books, find some tools, find somebody that you can converse with about these things. Be willing and vulnerable to dig into them and open up a little bit and don't take it personal. You know, if you're not good at everything, newsflash, we won't be, so that's okay. Right. <laughs> and I, I think about this quote, um, you know, focus on what's strong, yeah. not what's wrong. Right. And I think, again, because we can sometimes get stuck, like I'm not good enough for that. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I feel like I want to be mm -hmm. called to that, but maybe I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. No, focus on what's strong, not mm -hmm. what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And and leverage and, and utilize your strengths and mm -hmm. your abilities and your talents and even your experiences, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, to see what can happen right. um, with, with the, the callings that maybe you are discerning or you right. are feeling led towards. Right. And find people that might have a similar calling and learn from them. Um, as another another idea for where you can where you can start once you get a little further down the road, um, that's really really powerful to say. Oh, look at that! Here's what I'm doing. You're good at that too, because even though they're the same strength, there may be you know whatever cliche again best practices or things that like, hey, that's a really good idea. I hadn't thought about that. It's just about learning, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, from each other um, again and and supporting each other in a lot of ways. So I think if you haven't started with with this path and you're interested in doing so hopefully this gives you know people listening to this some ideas of where to begin or they could send us an email <laughs> that's great yeah. yeah i totally agree again there's really tactical ways to kind of begin or continue on a journey of calling like with with something like strengths finder or there's um more conceptual ways again yeah. the, the 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 thoughtfulness the prayerfulness oh yeah and again it's both and yeah it's both and yep yep Joe, it's been just such a pleasure to talk with you today about this. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I've learned a lot from you even in this. I, I have in the past, and I am, am fortunate enough to get to continue to be in a relationship with you and learn more from you in the future. Um, anything else you wanted to cover or, or say as we're wrapping up? I just appreciate the the time, the conversation. My my hope for kind of the world in which we live is that um, more conversations like this can occur. Maybe not with microphones and headphones, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> um, just just that people would be willing to engage in conversations um, and see where they lead. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And because uh, I think again that that begins to bring connection mm -hmm. and clarity. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. appreciate the opportunity to be be in a good conversation with you today. Yeah, yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Big thanks to George Fox Digital for producing this podcast. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to the George Fox Talks podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you stream from. And if you want to dig in more to this stuff or see what else George Fox community is talking about, check out georgefox.edu 
forward slash talks or by searching on YouTube for George Fox Talks.